And here it is, another Saturday in CCO land where we chat with uh, Jack Farrell, our wine chat. Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Morning, Jack. Good morning, Denny. How are you this fine day? I am doing quite well, thank you very much. And I'm thinking, wow, this is March already, and it's going to yeah. be St. Patrick's Day before long, huh? Before long. That's two weeks from today. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Some folks Saturday. might be. Yes. It's on Saturday. <laughs> the Irish can really go out. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> My favorite is an Irish seven-course meal, which is a six-pack and a potato. <laughs> Bada bang. I can say that because I'm 100% Yes, Irish. you can say that. I'm only half, so I could say half of that. But uh, it, it, fact, I did one of those DNA things oh, yeah. as a gift, and it turned out the uh, Ireland and the British Isle, I'm like 90 Seven ninety-eight percent there, two percent someplace else, and one percent uh, another place. But uh, that's pretty. <laughs> it's kind of fun, isn't it? Yeah, it was fun to see that. And anyhow, I got a call from a friend of mine who, watching the news, saw them throwing snowballs in St. Peter's Square yes. in Italy, and he said, "Does the what, will that bother the vine?" That's no, not really, because. Uh, that snow will be gone in a day or two. It just doesn't last. And then they quizzed me, quizzed me about some Italian wines. So I thought I would uh, compress a, a sort of Italian wines in a very short little window here. You know, Italy, of all the major wine-growing areas in the world, has the longest, noblest history. They found vineyards uh, and uh, winery technique with... Uh, amphora and things like that, in the Tuscan uh, villages over 7,000 years ago. So Italy's been making wine for a long, long time. And, you know, Italy is a long peninsula with lots of weather variation, you know, from the Alps in the north uh, down to the southern end of Italy where you can see the African coast. And that's a long country, and there's vineyards everywhere in Italy. Virtually every region in the entire Italy has vineyards in it. And because it's a peninsula, there's lots of coastal conditions which are conducive to growing vines, you know, rolling hillsides, temperate weather, etc. And not to mention the wines of Sardinia and Sicily. Uh, you know, so Italy is virtually uh, a vast, vast vineyard, and you just pick and choose. There's so many different wines to choose from in that country. You could have a different Italian wine every day for the rest of your life, probably, and not duplicate. Uh, it's uh, there's just that many vineyards, and there I think uh, in Appalachia and Controlli, where that's controlled place of origin for a name of a wine. There's 79 of those all over Italy, and. Uh, you know, the best way to learn about Italian wines is simply to taste them. You know, they go from a moderately priced Chianti, which would be wonderful to have with pizza, to you could have a big Barolo with uh, a standing barren of beef on a, at a black tie dinner. And they would all be aptly suited for the occasion and, and for the type. I mean, I'm sure everybody gets overwhelmed when they're, looking at Italian wines, because there's so many things to look for. There's uh, some Italian wines uh, that are particularly notable, and the grape types are, uh, for example, 
the region Barolo. Barolo is called the King of Wines and comes from uh, the Piedmontese area, which is in the foothills of the Alps. That's also where we get those wonderful uh, white truffles come from that area. In fact, I think I called in last September when I was in Alba, and we were having white truffles and drinking lots of Barolo, Barbaresco, uh, and wines of that quality. Those wines there are absolutely terrific. And, you know, one of the things about Italy is they – they are the largest per capita consumers of wine in the world. They consume almost 100 liters per capita. That would be about 125 bottles per person for every man, woman, and child in that country every year. Yet, Italy has, the, in the Western world, has the lowest incidence of alcoholism. And I am convinced it's because people start drinking wine at a very early age, and they drink it with their meals, and it's uh, moderation, moderation, moderation. You know, the French are good at drinking wine with their meals, but then they finish it off with cognac and things like that. And uh, the Italians don't do very much of that at all. But the the wines and the types are just amazing all over. Red wine, white wine, rosé wine, sparkling wine, sparkling wine. Now, their Prosecco has, you know, become extraordinarily popular for a wine that you never heard of 25 years ago. Today, everybody has Proseccos and, and lots of them. And the Prosecco, you know, is made by Method Charmant. Now, that's a little different than the Champenoise method. When you make sparkling wine Champenoise, it's made in the Champagne style, and it takes about two and a half years to get those bubbles in the wine in Champagne. And uh, making Charmant, like they make Prosecco, <clears throat> you can put the bubbles in in two or three weeks. The wine can be ready in no time at all. They can uh, ferment the wine in these huge vats, and uh, so they have a little sparkle. And incidentally, Prosecco is absolutely wonderful for uh, when you're making mimosas, or you're making Kier, uh, Kier Royale, put a little bit of uh, chambray, uh, raspberry liqueur in a wine glass, and then top it up with uh, some Prosecco. makes a fabulous aperitif, and you can do that same thing with any kind of red currant liqueur. Or, you know, what's very good is just a little ounce of cranberry juice and then fill it up with Prosecco, uh, that lowers the alcohol content, obviously, because cranberry juice doesn't have any alcohol in it, and it adds the flavor, and it's very attractive color when you, that nice pink color that you get from cranberry juice, uh, coupled with the Prosecco, is really terrific. Uh, the range of wines, as I said, in Italy is just almost overwhelming. Uh, a few things you want to think about. In my opinion, is a major white wines. Pinot Grigio is a little like Prosecco. T- today, Pinot Grigios are enormously popular all over, and, and they r- run the gamut from delicious and well-constructed to very innocuous, blasé uh, wines. And, and uh, Pinot Grigio is made all over Italy. Uh, you, they make Pinot Grigio in Sicily and Sardinia. And uh, it's a norm, it's a white wine that's very good. I have a daughter-in-law who's crazy about Vermentino, that's, and also she likes Verdicchio. Those are two 
lesser-known white wines of Italy, and Trebbiano is the other one. But if you know all those, Pinot Grigio, Trebbiano, uh, and you can say Suave, because Suave is made from the Garangea grape, which is kind of hard to pronounce and remember. But Suaves, to me, always tasted sort of soapy. But the uh, red wines, particularly Tuscany, is just incredible. And Tuscany is an area kind of bottom Sardinia, top Florence, and that big vast area in between there is Tuscany. And Tuscany is just absolutely wonderful. Uh, There's wine I particularly like from there, Montepulciano. The town of Montepulciano is absolutely beautiful. It's a castle on the top. It's a hill town at its best. <clears throat> and the wine of Montepulciano is really delicious. Another wine that I like that people don't know too much about is Dolcetto. Dolcetto is kind of the poor man's or the Italian version of Beaujolais. It comes from the uh, Piedmontese area and is very, very good. When we're talking about sparkling wines, of course, Lambrusco was very, very popular, as was Asti Spumante, and they've waned a little bit. But even with Asti Spumante, a well-made Asti Spumante with dessert is very, very hard to beat because it's made entirely from the Moscato grape, and that's the only grape that if you were to bite into it in the vineyard, you could say, hey, this tastes just like Asti Spumante because the Moscato is that distinct when they put Moscato into, uh, from uh, the grape to the uh, wine, it tastes exactly the same, and it is delicious, and it has a place. As I said, a lot of people turn their nose down, and it's too sweet. Another unusual wine of Italy is something called Vino Santo, and this is wine is made from grapes that are dried in the attic of barns in Valpolicello and places like that. And when they get down to almost like raisins, they make this sweet little wine out of it, and most of the vineyards make and keep that Vinsanto for their special guests and things like that. But you can buy it uh, around. A few wine shops around the country uh, will have Vinsanto, uh, but it is an incredibly interesting wine. It just makes all of those wonderful wines, whether uh, you're talking about Sangiovese or you're talking about a big Nebbiolo or a big Barbera, those the wines of Italy are not to be missed. They're so diversified, I think. You know, an interesting experiment would be take a whole month or two weeks and tr- just try different Italian wines every day. I think that's, that's a great the best idea. Best way to learn about it. I think, and by I tell you what, you can if you walk into any one of the Haskell's locations and say, "Show me the Italian wines," you got, you got a bunch to look at. We have a bunch to look at. And not only do we have a bunch to look at, we have some real bargains. There's one we have, it's called Amicone, and I call it the poor man's Amarone. Amarone's a very expensive wine, about $40, $50 a bottle. This Amicone that I have from a friend of mine in Italy is only fourteen ninety nine, and you can buy it at any one of the Haskell stores. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington. There's a Haskell's out in Chanhassen. You'll find the Haskell's in downtown Excelsior. Fairbolt off of 35. Our super seller in Maple Grove is not to be missed. In downtown Minneapolis on Saturday and Sunday, we have free parking. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, a Haskell's in Plymouth. St. Paul's Highland Village has one. Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or go to WCCO.com slash wine, and it'll take you right to the Haskell's website where you can find things like that Amicone or a poor man's Amarone.
Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. I like that. Say, so, hey, Jack, I want to mention something before we head out of here. And I forgot yeah. to mention last week that uh, we have, shame on me, we have a couple of seats left for the Sonoma Wine Country Getaway. And I want folks to fill those seats uh, because we're going to have a good crowd coming with us. So can I give yeah. that phone number? Because uh, Ted and Bo. Absolutely. Bo is telling me all the places you're going to visit. What a trip that Oh, this is phenomenal. Jack, you and I can talk more next week. I'm going to look forward to that, Denny. Thanks, Jack. Jack Farrell from Haskell.